Hey Dane. Yes. Have you uh have you ever heard of Opposite Day? Have I ever heard of No, I haven't. You've never heard of Opposite Day where things are kind of in reverse for no particular reason apart from the fact that it's good for a joke. I've heard so, of I've heard I'm going to throw concept. you under the bus right now. Mm-hmm. You're doing the intro. Go. Uh welcome to Movie Butts, the show where we do a bit of math. Uh we do, we watch a bit of movies and uh we basically uh do a bit of math. To figure out what's the best and what's the worst of the movies. And then we watch them both. And then we figure out why is one good and why is one shit. I am Dane. Uh, and, and and I'm Arnie Joe. How was that? That was my impression of you. That was... It's not as easy as it, as it sounds, is it, Dane? Well, it sounds really hard. What I do. I never thought it sounded easy. I thought it sounded oh. hard. <laughs> I was glad I didn't have to do it. No, I think I think I think you knocked it out of the park. You you very specifically uh, mentioned the math. I think about five times. So yeah. it's it's clear it's clear that we use math. <laughs> yeah, that's why for this any, is for, objective. Yeah, for, for for any for any new listeners, we um basically consolidate a bunch of statistics into a um a very intense uh, document to determine which one's good and which one's bad. What 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 sources do we use for that, Dane? Metacritic. Oh, we use Metacritic, we use Rotten Tomatoes, we use the box office, Mojo, we... IMDB. Uh, yeah, yeah, all of them. Anything you can think of, we throw it in there. Uh, Joe goes down to his lab and performs all sorts of experiments. He has big whirly machines to help him figure out which is the best and which is the worst. And uh, it's solid. It's undeniable. It's, 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 a, it's a good... Um, it's... It's interesting that this time when I was doing the math, it caused an explosion. And that was because we were doing math on Michael Bay. Um, <laughs> which um, which uh, Michael Bay movies did we watch this week, Dane? Well, we did uh, early era Michael Bay. So we watched uh, Pearl Harbor and we watched The Rock. The... Um, the Rock is a 1996 action movie. It's regarded as the best of the era and arguably the best of his career. Yeah. Um, and uh, Pearl Harbor, which is a big. S- Actually, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little bit more gentle with uh, Pearl Harbor, but it's um it's it, let's just say a disappointment. It's probably a good way to describe it. Maybe Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor, yeah. Well, I don't know if it's a disappointment. I think you have to have expectations to be disappointed. Yeah, well, I think I think a lot of people thought it was going to be the new Titanic. Well, from I think what I read. So I that's think that's the disappointment. The studio thought it was going to be the new Titanic. It's, I don't know it's, if anyone else thought that. Uh, I'm I'm sure if we read into it, I'm sure that that's. I think he at least thought that himself. You yeah. Because he's a yeah. I, I he totally he totally thought that he was going to make this melodramatic love thing that's centered around a, a very profound world event. Um, when it comes to the math, um, The Rock is is interesting because it's actually one of, I think, maybe two movies he's ever done. Maybe maybe zero. Maybe it's the only one that's got a certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, which is... Um, certified fresh. Yeah, not I think, certified fresh. It's fresh, I think. It's I not, think it's, Transformers is fresh. I, are you sure? Uh, maybe not. 
Yeah, well, it was. I know for a while it was the only one of his movies. It's in, it definitely in this era of his career the only one that's considered fresh. Um, it has a uh, a modest. It has a pretty good audience score, and it's like kind of not shat on by yeah. by most critics. Meta, Meta, Metacritic kind of still don't like it. They gave it a fifty-eight, but the rest of it and the amount of money that it made in the end really lifted it up to the best. Um, what would you? What, how would you describe this film? Pearl Harbor. No, the fucking The Rock. The Sorry, rock. The Rock. Yeah, the one, uh, the good one. <laughs> uh, well, The Rock is about terrorists. Also, I have to be honest. The plot is convoluted as, for me anyway. Maybe I'm stupid, but I couldn't really follow along that well. Uh, Nicholas Cage plays a chemical weapons expert. And Sean Connery plays uh, a a guy who was a soldier, uh, like something once, and then he he got sent to prison because he knows all the secrets. And then he then he has to team up with Nicolas Cage because an ex general has gone AWOL and runs a militia group, and they're trying to steal chemical weapons for money. So basically, what? Okay, I'll, I'll let, get, let, let's just see if I can do my elevator pitch of The Rock. Yeah. And you need to tell me if I get a pass or a fail. Okay. A a um ex uh, special forces uh, agent um steals a bunch of chemical weapons and grabs some hostages and hides out on Alcatraz. He threatens the U.S. government with shooting these chemical weapons at San Francisco unless he gives him them eighty million dollars that he can distribute to a bunch of soldiers, special forces soldiers' families that weren't regarded and ignored at their death simply because their missions were top secret. Yeah. So he's enlisted a bunch of soldiers who are going to help him enact this mission he's kind of got a genuinely honest um and heartfelt reason for doing so but it's not really justifying it and the only two people that can really save the day is a chemical weapons expert which is played kind of like low-key by Nicolas cage it's not like a freaky Nicolas cage and Mm. um the only person who's ever escaped from alcatraz so they're the two that are the only ones that can really save the day yeah. Uh, pass or fail? What do you think? Um, yeah. No. Good. That's uh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, <laughs> where did you get lost along the line with this film? <laughs> uh, well, in in all that, because it, it was mainly uh, there are a lot of scenes with government official men in suits, and they sit around a table, and they say things like, uh. Don't you know the dire consequences we could have if this gets out? What will China say? And I'm like, what? Where's Sean Connery? <laughs> okay. So, uh, what did you... <laughs> so, I'm just gonna... What did you... <laughs> from what you could understand, what did you... What did you think of this film? I thought this movie sucked. You thought it sucked? Yeah. Okay. How, how, how come? It's boring and it's stupid. Oh, really? Yeah, there are okay. parts where it's um, <clears throat> th- there's there's so much of these government guys sitting around in a room talking and panicking. That stuff went right through me. I have that, no idea what they. That said. was literally the first twenty minutes of the film. The rest yeah. of it's just a uh, a crazy. I picked up a few. Because I was really trying to pay attention, and I'm like, I don't know what they're talking about. Um, but then they said, 
the underground of Alcatraz is a maze. And I was like, okay, the film's going to take place there. So I picked that bit up. And so later on in the film where they're running around in the underground of Alcatraz, I was like, I know why this is happening. Mm. Other than that, I didn't really understand anybody's motives. Sure. Well, when, when it comes to the... Uh, I, I, I thought Ed Harris, the bad guy, was quite a good villain. Um, I, yeah, I think I'll a, give I it that. Know... That he was, he was not one-dimensional, but not that complicated. Can you have a two-dimensional character? I don't know. <laughs> two-dimensional is bad. Yo, well, this is a bad movie, but yeah, I, he's I, not, see... he's not just like bad guy. Like I am evil. Fuck you. He has some humanity in him. He's, he has, he has reasons to do what he's doing. So I yeah. believed him as being a real guy in this unreal world. I, I think like, Cause I, it's like you... a cartoon. This see, I, I, I actually quite enjoyed this film. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie here. Um, I remember at film school. I don't know if you remember this, but it's like the vi- like the every every good villain is the hero of their story, and yep. this this film I think is almost a perfect example of that. Where in a different scenario with a different f- script and a different filmmaker, I would buy Ed Harris's character as the as the protagonist, um, simply because his he's. He's, 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 his motivations are honest. He yeah, is and trying to that... do something against people that have wronged him and society. So, yeah, and like the nasty government bad guys act yeah. like that. Like they're just through and through assholes. Yeah. So they're sort of like the big real antagonists of this. And you, sure. yeah, you can look at it as it's like Ed Harris's story and it's a tragedy. Hmm. Um, yeah, and he's the easily the most interesting character mm. in the film because I don't know what Nick Cage's character is other than Nick Cage trying to restrain himself. Well, he's a chemical weapons expert. He's a bit of a that's dweeb. He... <laughs> he's a bit of a, he's a bit of a dweeb. He likes he likes the Beatles. He yeah, just although wants not to... really a dweeb though, is he? Because some scenes. Like Sean Connery's making fun of him for being like a useless nerd, and then he's just like getting into fight scenes and shooting a gun no problem jumping out of the way of explosions i I totally disagree like uh, for most of the time um he's a bumbling fool and literally the only reason he's getting out of these situations is because sean connery like cares Mm. you know for most of it he gets he gets disarmed super quickly by fucking Sean Connery when he's when he's in a fight uh, midway through when he's trying to get the things he accidentally gets his way out of it he's not doing any cool martial arts shit he's not shooting people he doesn't shoot someone until near the end you know yeah good point so it's it's I I don't know I, I kind of buy it you know he's if he's the only person who can do anything about it and he is a government operative, mm-hmm. it's not like he's the cool guy that's just like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. It's his fucking job. Yeah. You know? Um, I, yeah, I, a lot of the exposition that in most films that would piss me off made sense simply because they are um, military people. So, like, there are times where Ed Harris is literally speaking to us. Yeah. You know, and it seems kind of uh, 
It's exposition mm. and it can be seen as lazy, but as a re- highly trained military officer and he needs to get his information across mm-hmm. completely concise to his soldiers, it kind of made sense. Yeah, it makes sense he, for them to be saying the shit that they are, even though yeah. you know it's exposition for your yeah. sake. And, and, and I, I kind of found that quite nice that this is that the writer was able to understand that and um, it, it, it didn't seem super contrived. I don't know. Um, a lot of the action in this film, um, uh, like a lot of the action scenes, like I found fun and different, like, you know, like the chase through San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I like, honestly, I was on the edge of my seat. I, I don't, I'd like to hear more as to why you didn't like it. Because, um, so I get it, you know, and I understand why you like the movie because like from the, from the start, it's pretty well established that if you take this too seriously and literally, then you're missing the point. Sure. It's meant Agreed. to be, it's meant to be kind of cartoonish. Um, but my problem is, is that I just, I, I didn't like the, um, the, the drastic tone, tonal shifts where one minute, everything's serious and we're meant to be like, oh no, they're going to kill everyone in San Francisco or whatever. Um, and it's a really serious spy film, like not, sure. not a spy film, espionage but espionage like, film. Yeah, yeah. Espionage. And then there's just the action scenes are so over the top and like, there's just bullets flying everywhere. When things explode, they don't just blow up. They fucking shoot flames into the air like that that car chase i hated it it gave me a headache i wanted it to stop (laughs) it's destroying half the city and a tram runs into a car the car explodes and flames propel the car and the tram like 50 feet into the air then they crash and explode and then the fucking tram driver gets out with just a bit of soot on his face he's like damn what the hell see I was laughing. Yeah, but because it's shit. Because it's so stupid. Yeah, because it's it's because it's stupid, and it's kind of like it is over the top. And I I think you might have you might have fallen into your own trap of taking it a bit too seriously when you when you went in to watch it. I guess Hmm. because if you're if 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 you don't, then specifically that first third, that first third. When it, when it was with Nicolas Cage and he's like fucking his girlfriend and he's getting a phone call. It's meant to be funny, you know? It's not yeah. meant to be... You know, the fact that he finds a porno in, in, the, in the chemical weapons, whatever, mm. you know? Like, it's... I think quite early on, it's, it's established that a lot this more isn't going to be super serious, you know? Yeah, a lot more of the humor landed for me than anything else because I, I liked the chemistry between Sean Connery and Nicolas Cage. I did enjoy I did their dynamic. I did too. I quite, I honestly, I think, I think the leads, I think with a different cast, this film may not have worked. It would be really um, boring. It's at least, uh, Nick Cage and, uh, Sean Connery keep, keep the, the, the thing going. It stopped. Mm-hmm. They stop it from being too boring for me. Like it wasn't I don't know how this film can be boring though. It's tedious. I found it tedious because of the the flip-flopping. So it's like, um, 
okay, oh, like the whole city is exploding and it's meant to be funny, but okay, so now he's going to go and talk to his daughter and it's meant to be sentimental and I'm meant to give a shit about this. So I'm either meant to Mm. take it seriously and give a shit about the stakes and the relationships or I just kick back and enjoy explosions and gunshots. I can give you you a reason as to why scenes like that were shit. Mm. Um. I don't think Hans Zimmer is as good as some people think. No. He's um, not because the music in this film was not good. No. Um, let me explain why. There were scenes where it's all action-y and like it's panning around Alcatraz. You see people with guns pointing it at Alcatraz and it's this shredding guitar like... <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is that? And then, and then the chase scene starts... <laughs> And it's literally, literally the 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 theme for this. He ripped off of Pirates of the Caribbean. He stole his own music. Well, Pirates of the Caribbean came out after this. It's, no, that's what I'm saying. He, this film, mm. he had a theme that was kind of good, and I guess he wasn't happy with it being for this film. Mm. So he reworked it to be the Pirates of the Caribbean film. I noticed that too. Uh, like it's an elevator scene or something. It's the escalators. They're going down the escalators. Yeah, and it's you know. Yeah, and it's it literally fit. it's a Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. theme. And then and then when it gets to the emotional scene with his daughter, which mm. I didn't think was a terrible scene, but then there were fucking pan flutes. It's just like, it's a Scottish guy. We've got to have fucking pan flutes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got to sound like we're watching Highlander. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, come on. Stop being so fucking lazy with the music. Yeah. Because it's taking it's taking me out of it. My, my girlfriend was watching it with me and she, and literally, she's just like, oh, that music sucks. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it does. It literally, it was condescending. Like this movie... Honestly, I think he watched that. I think Hans Zimmer watched it once and was like, "Oh, this is a dumb movie. I'm not going to try my best." Mm. And the music can make such a difference. A, a good music can make a bad movie an okay movie, mm-hmm. and an okay movie can become a good movie yep. with with the right music. And and I, I honestly think the music is something that's holding this film back because yeah, the, it's it's shit. The music sucks, uh, and it. it, it yeah, it doesn't. It it either doesn't fit or it just sounds generic. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like what um, what a first year or the uh, someone's first ever score for a movie. Oh, it's a it's emotional. We can't have violins because it's meant to be optimistic. We'll have pan flutes, <laughs> you know. Like, so every time that music kicked in, I I can't my, my skin kind of fucking crawled because I'm like it's super manipulative, yeah. and you're and you're diminishing a scene. Where Sean Connery is trying here, and I think he's doing pretty good. He does a good job. He does a good job. I'm, I. But you know what? I was disappointed in Sean Connery though. What? Because I haven't seen that dude on in a film for so long, and so and it takes a while for his character to show up in the film. So I was sitting there being like, "Where's Sean Connery? I can't wait to see Sean Connery." legendary actor sean connery and then he shows up and i'm like oh yeah he's actually not that good i think he does pretty good in this he's he has he has a range and he knows he has a range that's why he only does certain films you know um, he has a limited range he's 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 all right in this because he's like a little bit crazy i was imagining his character just for my own entertainment i was imagining that he was playing james bond who has been because he's like i was trained by british 
special ops. You could seriously think of him as James Bond. Yeah, think captured. of him as think of him as James Bond who who got captured and then they they threw him away in jail and now he's back out. So he's still James Bond, but he's a little bit crazy. Yeah, and that makes sense. That's it's it's, it's, a, it's essentially that same principle applied to this film, you mm. know. And that's and everything I've seen him in, he does two things. I've either seen him be um or well, except for playing a fucking dragon in whatever dragon heart or whatever the fucking bullshit that was but he's either a spy mm. or he's really good at the fish out of water stuff and in yeah. this one he does both like he's he's a he's a fucking he's james bond mm-hmm. but like ripped out of the 70s oh there are so <laughs> many jokes in this that yeah I was, like grunge <laughs> yeah i didn't i was like yeah tell me that it sounds cringy but i laughed when he's you know fish out of water talking about grunge because he has long hair yeah uh because he's been in prison and he's got this long grimy hair and then nick cage is like need to get your haircut it's a bit grunge and he's Mm. like grunge and then when he's getting the haircut the stylist is like what's up with your hair and he's like it's called grunge and i was (laughs) laughing yeah i see like very charming so what you're so let, let me get this straight. So you think that you didn't really like this movie because it was funny and serious? No, I kept, or because I, you may have missed some key information early on. No, I kept dipping in and out of it. So the cartoonish nature of it, um, like I enjoyed, but then it would um, have these really tense, serious moments that would just too far removed from the comical elements that it felt like it was dipping into another movie and it was just too tonally out of the way because we have the bad guys who are doing a mutiny and that's meant to be like you know a really... that that's just michael bay right you know all his films apart from pearl harbor all of his films are like that yeah tonally fucked well i i guess like it's it's he likes humor and he likes in insane 12 year old boy action sequences. Yeah. And I don't know. I think, I think this film is the best I've seen him pull it off. You know, I remember liking Armageddon when I was a kid. I haven't watched it since, but I remember Armageddon had a very similar thing where there'd be these really tense scenes and then Steve Buscemi would be in the corner being a fucking nut. Yeah. You know, sometimes it, sometimes it works. And when it does, it's honestly a pretty unique voice he has. Yeah. But <clears throat> with this film, I just think sometimes it delves too far into comical aspects. And then on the other side, it gets, it takes itself too seriously at times. For the last, uh, I think, I think you could, that can only be applied to the first third of the movie. I think it starts to get quite serious. Um, as soon as they really get into Alcatraz, you know? Yeah, before but that, then before I that, didn't there's take a bit of it humor. seriously because we've had all these like cartoon scenes. You mean so the the only cartoon scene I can think of is the chase, the car chase. Yeah, yeah, that's the big one. What what other than that is cartoony? Every action scene, like even the, after. Yeah, in Alcatraz when they're in that underground mine cart bit, um, and Nick Cage is hiding. It's just like there's just bullets bullets flying everywhere sparks and it just that scene literally reminded me of temple of doom yeah but it doesn't stop it keeps going and it just amps it up and then there's a point where sean connery is hanging off of this thing 
and there's a guy who's also hanging off and they're ha like hanging over this cable over a cliff and the dude's legs catch fire and then Sean Connery's fighting a dude <laughs> whose legs are on fire while they're hanging over a cliff and I'm I like was, I'm like it. okay this is absurd and it's funny and I can get into it in the same way that I can get into a movie like uh, Crank with Jason yeah. Statham. Yeah. But then Crank doesn't have a scene where it takes 20 minutes for these former generals to have an argument about politics and shit. Yeah, that no, stuff I, just... think, I, think, I think you must have hated those scenes so much that you're extrapolating in your brain how long they went for. Well, it felt there like was about there was about one there was about one scene early in the film where they're all talking around a table, and then all of the other ones that happen are um are quite brief and are intercut with what's happening in Alcatraz. Oh really? You know, there's, well, yeah, there's I guess no like twenty minute scenes of them screen, talking. It felt like that long because I was just like, oh. Yeah, because it's the it's the least it's it's less interesting than what's happening, like the actual plot. You know, it's less interesting than that. So I totally understand it. But yeah, your brain's done some really funny shit because where in the in in the film, apart from when they're trying to organize shit, does that happen? Uh, don't they keep cutting back to them? Briefly. Yeah. It's like, it's like they're about to shoot a missile and it cuts to the, the mission control and they're like, oh, and then it goes back to the fucking Yeah, I was thing. like, those guys, as soon as they were in Alcatraz, those guys should have just not been in the movie. Uh, I can understand, like, especially when it comes to the ending of the movie where they're, where they're about to send a fucking, um, you know, a, a, a missile in and kill everyone. So I can understand why they were cutting back. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, honest to goodness, like this, I actually changed my review of this film because I watched this like early last year mm. and I didn't, and, and I think I had a very similar opinion to you, but after watching it the second time, yeah, my, my, my opinion of this has gone up quite a bit. Um, I think it's because it's not as bad as you would expect. You're like, oh, it's a Michael Bay movie, but. No, but, but it's like the perfect story confident. for Michael Bay to tell. Yeah, you know, oh, like this it's outlandish is, yeah. enough. This is and, as good as you'll see him. Like there are so many parts in this movie. It sounds like I hated the movie. I didn't mind it. You said you, you said it sucked. You it, said it sucked at the beginning. It does suck, but I don't it doesn't hate suck. it. It doesn't it suck. It sucks. It sucks. What about it sucks? Because it, it's 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 super generic and lame. But what makes it stand out and does put it above your average schlock garbage? Yeah. Um, is first of all. The cinematography, I will say about Michael Bay, he's obviously a cinematographer at heart because yeah. uh, he can't direct actors for shit. I don't think they had any direction at all. He just but has to rely on them being... because they're strong enough, they can do it. Yeah, you just have to rely on them being pros. I was imagining yeah. that the only direction he gave to Nick Cage was to tell him to calm down a little bit. Well, he's that's can... the same with Woody Allen. Woody Allen doesn't give direction. He just lets... He just... Yeah, lets them do their thing. And, but his know. his cinematography is on point. Like it's a it, it's a little bit campy, but like he knows how to frame and compose a shot, and his lighting is really beautiful. Mm -hmm. The problem is he doesn't understand how to use it to establish a tone. Sure. Uh, like there's that <laughs> his hero shots. He doesn't know why you're supposed to use a hero shot. There's the bit where Nick Cage is in the car chase, he loses the guy, everything explodes, and then Nick Cage hops out of the car, spinning hero shot. And it's like, yeah. 
that makes him look like a hero for blowing up the city. And Nick Cage's face is just like confused and panicked. That's the most Nick Cage bit in the film. What? Like that his face and his whole thing when the whole city's blown up. That's the most Nick Cage Nick Cage was in that film. Yeah, it showed like this hero shot. And it's like, he's not the hero. He lost super hard. Yeah. Yeah, but I there's, agree. But the, so, it's like full of like really impressive cinematography that like now is like whatever. But in 1996, this shit would have blown your mind because it's yeah. it's like Die Hard, but really amped up to the max to the point where it becomes cartoonish. But it's fun. I, I wouldn't put this in the same tier as Die Hard, but I would I would put it on the tier below. I think this is quite an effective action movie. It's very it, diehard, though. Like, them going is, into Alcatraz and being but, stuck in the same place. Is... I mean, I mean in terms of quality. I don't mean in terms of style. I mean, like, no, it's it's no. a tier die below. Diehard's die classic. This is for me. Whatever. This is a... For me, this is a tier below. I had a I had a really fun time watching it. I can mm-hmm. switch my brain off. Like I like the Marvel movies and mm-hmm. stuff, but I can't think of it in terms of um, watching even Woody Allen or watching like a friend. Like I can't I can't think of them in the same in the same sense. And if you can somehow sprinkle a bit of personality and backstory in yeah. to this high octane action movie. Then, then it's going to help me enjoy it more, just because then I do have a sense of stake, uh, stakes. There's the, there's the, 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 the city. There's Sean Connery's daughter, and then there's the, the fucking pregnant wife, pregnant fiance of Nicolas Cage. Hmm. I kind of, I kind of cared. Yeah, you know? of course and you I cared care. Enough. Of course you care because you're a human, and yeah. they, so they just throw in that. Oh, his wife is pregnant. Now he has a reason to give a shit. Oh, he has a daughter. Now he has a reason to give a shit. That's, That's it. Every action movie, Dane. And I guess that's all you need. Yeah, it is. What 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 do you want out of an action movie? You want someone worried about the 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 the, the Marxist states or something, <laughs> and that's why they're they're fucking fighting terrorists? No. It's 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 such an American thing, but it's like we need to fight America for our family. So I don't you know. Yeah, I don't um uh, need an action movie to do anything more than that. But what really put me off was the, how over the top the action gets, because I just lose all sense but of stakes. He can't it's like help watching himself. Looney. It's like watching Looney Tunes. It's he, like they're not going to die. He can't help himself. It's like pedophiles. You'd send them to prison. Yes. And they come out and they touch children again. Yeah. Michael Bay cannot help himself by exploding something into the atmosphere. It is in his nature. Yes, it is and in I his think blood. it's bad. I think it's bad and I think it's boring. I thought, I, I found it funny when he did it because <laughs> because it's just like, I'm like, yep, that's Michael Bay. No, I you found know? it funny when he did it in Pearl Harbor. In this, I was like, show some restraint. Oh, God, uh, quick, before, before, we, before we move on, um, why do you think this one is the most successful? Why do you think this one is critically you know, accepted. Uh, because I think at the time it was something different. Uh, and, and, and this was only his second film, right? Uh, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. So I think like, um, it was something different because it's over the top. I really think the over the top thing sold it. First of all, I think what really like made people go was, um, Nick Cage and, 
uh, Sean Connery starring in it because this is mid '90s. Stars still sold movies, and yep. also the trailer would have looked dope because it just would have been huge explosions and and yep. and all all that stuff. So it's like, yeah, cool. I'm gonna go see that. Uh, the lighting and cinematography was really impressive, and mm. um, stupid people like uh, moving things. So the camera's always moving. There's always interesting light. It's very bright. The colors are quite saturated, although not to the extent that he would eventually end up doing. Um, I think it has all the right ingredients for it to for it to be a hit. I'm not surprised that people liked this movie or that critics enjoyed it because it's fairly inoffensive and quite fun. It doesn't overstay its welcome, especially for an action film that's it, quite it, rare. It actually, it goes for over two hours, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But it di- for me, it didn't feel like it, to be honest. No. I know, I know you feel like they're like hour scenes of like politics and shit, but I don't yeah. know. Uh, no, no, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's fine. I don't think mm. it's a, I don't think it's a, uh, a, can a you, shit can you, film. Can you take back that you think it sucks and that you think it's just fine? No, I think it sucks. Uh, okay, well, I think. Well, we're I gonna... don't know. Like my definition of sucks is that it's like I'm not watching that again. Uh, interesting, interesting. Well, if that's your definition of sucks, then I guess yeah, for you it sucks. But I don't know. I think I think for all the ingredients, and I think I think he he just got lucky with the right script and the right cast, and mm. made something that I think is pretty much way above anything else is done. Right. You know, I haven't seen all of his films. I need to see like Pain and Gain. Apparently, that's like him doing a Coen Brothers movie. I haven't seen that, but I, and I haven't seen his new one. Well, I haven't seen either of his new ones, but um, but yeah. Uh, anyway, I think I, th- I don't know what else there is to say. Oh, oh, there is an in- quickly there is an, a very inspired casting choice in this movie, and I wanted to know if you if w- what you thought about it. Mm-hmm. Um. Michael Bean yes, as, I as loved the that. as the fucking S uh, as the Navy SEAL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was fantastic. That was dope. When Michael Bean showed up, I was like, Michael Bean. Yeah, but but it's awesome because it's a bait and switch. Now, if I told you that this film was about a Navy SEAL, mm-hmm. a chemical weapons expert, and a convict breaking into Alcatraz, you'd be like, yeah, that's the film, right? Mm-hmm. And for a while, I'm like. Yes, he's going to be one of the main... Oh, the, the first time I watched it, not this time, but I was more aware of it this time. But the fact that he's in it and he and like he he brings all of this um, prior feelings and, and things, especially with characters like this. And then when he fucking just gets blown to fucking pieces, I thought it was quite effective, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah, I'll it's, agree it's a whole that. bait and switch. It's a whole psycho thing. You think someone's kind of really important. And then and you know they just get was, blown away. You know why that was especially a genius bit of casting is because especially during the mid-90s, everyone watching this movie would have recognized that cunt when he showed up. Yeah. And that's meant to be like a tragic scene. Like, oh my I God. I thought it was. Yeah. I thought it but was. But especially it was tragic for me because it was Michael Bean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, very clever. I will give him props for that. That's um, very well, I don't know if that's Michael Bay's idea, but I'll give the film props. It was for very that inspired because yeah. he probably wasn't doing much at the time. And yeah, you know, you you see him and you think of aliens, you think of fucking Terminator, and and yeah, I don't know. I honestly, I was. I really miss Michael Bean. I wish he would be casting things. Do you want him to have a bit of a a career renaissance? That would be nice. Uh, we could watch Planet Terror one day if you want. 
Yeah, let's do it. Let's do a Michael Beanathon. So from uh, from The Rock, which I think we can, uh, even though you think sucks, I uh, I think we could say is a passable movie, uh, one that's probably worth at least watching once. Um, we now are going over to his his uh, epic film. You know, uh, would you call this an epic? I think it's meant to be an epic in scope, isn't it, Dane? Yeah, well, epic just means long. Long. Uh, Pearl Harbor, his 2001 um, movie that I think was meant to be fucking Titanic. Um, could you give a plot description of this one, Dane? Mm, okay. So, uh, basically, it's about a, a pilot and his mate who are stationed near Pearl Harbor and America hasn't entered the war yet. And he falls in love with a woman who is a nurse who's stationed in the same area. Um, and then there's a, like a love triangle kind of thing. This movie has like three different movies in one. Anyway, then their love is torn apart because Pearl Harbor gets attacked. I guess, yeah, I guess that's the best way to describe it. Uh, one movie is about Ben Affleck who, yeah, falls in love with this chick. He goes over to fight uh, in World War Two, Presumed dead, then she starts seeing his best friend. But then he comes back and um, drama happens. But before they can actually resolve the drama, the Japanese attack Pearl Harbor. Yeah, that- I didn't want to say that because it makes it sound like that's the beginning of the film, that he goes and dies, but it's like an hour into the movie. That it's that an hour happens. in, yeah. yeah. Um, what, did you, what did you think of Pearl Harbor? <laughs> uh, this is honestly one of the shittiest movies ever made. <laughs> it's so fucking bad. How come? How do you... <laughs> Because no one fucking gave a shit. No one cared. Like, this movie is gross. It's so cynical. I think a lot of people gave a shit. Yeah. Wait, who? I think Michael Bay. I think the cast. I think the writer. If you look at his other work. If you look at his other work. Um, I think I think everyone really cared. Dude. But they You know what they they cared about? They wanted some of that Titanic money. That's what no, they I, cared about. I think. I think. I think. No everyone, one was passionate about the story. I think the writer was passionate about the story. I think um, Ben Affleck and and I think the cast were cared about um, you know being recognized. I think the writer, if you look at his other work, he writes a lot of political films and stuff. I think he wanted to be recognized for telling an honest story about Pearl Harbor. Yeah, see, Michael Bay wanted things, to be wanted all, to be taken seriously yeah, so after all making these a bunch things, of schlocky movies. All these things outside the actual film is it's it's that's not caring about the movie. That's no, caring about themselves. I, no, no, it's not yeah, because but, it's kind yeah, but, of like it's that's like a, a, a like a, a parent of a child being like, I care about my kid. I care about how good I look as a parent, but they don't actually care that much that, about Dane, the, the There's kid. a difference between caring and competence. Okay? I think I think they all tried. I all think I think they all failed because they suck. There's a difference. <laughs> you know, like, I don't think... I, honest to goodness, I don't think this is the kind of movie where they would walk in with a $140 million budget 
and just think that they're going to lock into Titanic. No, I think they tried. I think that I think I that mean, Michael Bay tried really tried, hard. They weren't pissing in the wind, but I don't think they were passionate about making this film. I think they were passionate about making heaps of money and winning Academy Awards. Uh, I think I think that's a I think that's a fallacy in the sense that, like, you have to be a fucking psycho to think that any of that's going to happen without giving a shit. I think that they are all fucking psychos. So you... (laughs) Do you think Ben Affleck's a psycho? Ben Affleck is a psychopath. (laughs) Michael Bay, definitely psychopath. The people who run the studio and make the decisions are definitely psychopaths. Nah, this is is a pure case of incompetence. Because you can see... You can, you can literally, this is so different to everything he's done before. So fucking different. This is, this is, this is Oscar bait, Oscar bait. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now I think, I think you can delude yourself. I think that you can convince yourself that you're doing something you're not. And I, and I think that's kind of what happened here. I don't think they were going, oh, yeah, we're going to make the sweet, sweet moolah. I think they were, I think they honestly thought this is the best way to tell the Pearl Harbor story. And it was not. The fucking, the fucking romance. What, what the fuck does that have to do with Pearl Harbor? Can you explain that to me, Dane? Well, it has about as much to do with Pearl Harbor as the romance did in Titanic. The problem is, is that the romance in Titanic works. And this is another thing I'll say why I think that they are full of shit. Because the romance in Titanic was about two people meeting on this, in this, um, like, luxurious setting, I guess, and falling in love. And then, then disaster happens. This, they fall in love off screen and it's just described in flashbacks, and then suddenly they're meant to be in love. And well, there are no scenes of them, like, falling for each other. They they just kiss in front of pretty lighting and tell I love them how that they I, love each I, other. You don't even, I don't even know which story you're talking about right now. You're talking about the Ben Affleck and Kate Beckinsale love story or the Josh Hartnett and Kate Beckinsale love story? Oh, wait, you're probably uh, talking about both of them, right? Both. It happens yeah. twice. <laughs> it happens with Ben Affleck, and then it happens with Josh Hartnett. The, like with Titanic, right? You have this historical event where um, people are kind of running around, and it's this <laughs> mythical sort of thing because accounts of what happened is very all over the shop, right? Mm-hmm. But this happened. This this happened in a time and a place where a lot of actual true stories happened, right? Yeah. This mm. this sort of story doesn't lend itself to a fictional fictitious tale. No, there you know? is there is plenty of historical documents that you yep. can you can know exactly what Titanic does. Would you agree? Titanic is the kind of story where that could work. Yeah, because, because it does. there's a bit of there's a lot of mystery around that. Sure, but Pearl Harbor, there are there is so many people and so many stories that yeah. can be told in this film. Yeah. So why are they fucking telling this bullshit love story? Because they have to copy Titanic. They have to copy Titanic. Agreed. Well. But they can't copy Titanic too much, which is why I think that they were trying to one-up Titanic, where it's like, well, you had a love story, well, we have a love triangle. One-up, 
and oh we can't just have the characters meet in this setting and then spend the first half of the film with them and watch them fall in love we have to like because then people will say we're copying titanic too much so we have to present a really convoluted bizarre story mm-hmm. where the characters have met previously off screen and they're just already in love and we spend an hour with a bunch of characters who do nothing but we just spend time with them but to to fill the runtime i guess and then he dies and yeah. then we're like oh okay he's dead what are you trying to copy psycho or something and then she and then it's just three months later okay fine and then she falls for josh hartnett who's meant to be this guy's best friend uh and and then he comes back and then she's like oh no what do i do and it's then very and then it's Pearl very Harbor 50s happens. it's very 50s melodrama and i love 50s melodramas i I buy into them i think the acting style of the time kind of lends itself to being a bit sappy mm-hmm. whereas this isn't that time this isn't the film to do that you know i think Michael Bay probably just wanted to make a Pearl, a movie about Pearl Harbor, right? He probably got a, he got a little fucking Michael Bay boner about ships getting blown up by fucking by planes. You know what I mean? I and reckon this is probably they, I reckon the only they made script him do it. that was getting around. I reckon they made him do it. They were what trying to make him into James Cameron because James Cameron was uh, a guy known for his high octane action yep. thrillers. And then the next thing he does this romance movie and makes over a billion dollars. And That's so true. the studio's like, who do we have like that? And so they get Michael Bay and they're like, Michael, it's time for you to step up. You're going to do a Titanic and, and you're going to win an Oscar and everyone's Outs- going to love you. Outside of say the Transformers movies, right? Have any of his films been like original in terms of their their form and their presentation? Uh, no. Because even 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 fucking The Rock could have been made by like John Woo. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is a bit John Woo, isn't it? It is a bit John Woo. This is very this is very James Cameron and I'd even say a bit of Spielberg is thrown in here as well. Yeah. Um yeah, that's a very that's a very interesting point. You think you don't think he wanted to make you think they got him to do it to kind of well maybe he wanted to be that as well. That's what I'm that's what I'm thinking like he wanted to be recognized. Yeah, probably, you know? but not not in a genuine way. I think it was sold to him because this cunt has been a director for hire since Bad Boys and I think that they just said, "Yeah, here's the project." And you're going to win an Oscar and this, we're going to make Titanic. And they just sold it to him. And because he's literally an idiot, he would have just bought into it. And all he would have thought about in pre-production is how he's going to crash the planes into things. Oh, Uh, how much fun did it look like he was having during the attack on Pearl Harbor? The term, like, uh, people say it's like a kid playing with their toys for a lot of films. But Michael Bay is the only guy I know who, like really fits that description yeah it's like the, the you talking about the train set analogy yeah and you know what's the- really because the rock is fine for that type of shit mm. but what's really fucked is that this is a real thing that happened and it, it would be like walking into like there's a kid right and he's and he's smashing things into each other and then you're like oh what are you doing and he says i'm recreating 9 11 
you'd be like, whoa, that's fucked. And that's what he's doing. That's This is the second time you've made me laugh at a 9-11 joke in this podcast, man. I fucking hate you. It would freak you out. And that's what he's doing. He's like, smack. he's been like, Pearl Harbor cunt. It did not happen that long ago. And he he probably wanted something a bit just to based around that, but the but the script was like a romance, you know, and he had to do that. Oh, he clearly had no interest in doing the romance stuff because he doesn't I, care about people. I think Michael Bay grew up just watching movies, probably, and he only understands people from an artificial movie perspective. So when it comes to a love scene, he doesn't understand what makes people fall in love. So he just puts them next to pretty lighting at night and has them kiss and say they love each other so much. And that's meant to be and romantic. The music, and the music too. Like uh, every, every, every time they were together and fucking Hans Zimmer again, the fucking overrated guy. Um, it was just so contrived. The, the music in those scenes was just so, like you, I'd hear the score start and I'm like, Oh, this scene again, mm-hmm. fuck off. Like, it's just, oh, it, was, it would literally These, make my skin crawl the every love time story, I heard it. The love story is extremely shit. Um, mm. uh, oh, w- one, because Ben Affleck is fucking pathetic in this movie. Would you, would you, would you, He's okay. falling asleep. I, I was talking to this, about this with Kate, my, my partner. Um, do you think there is an okay film in this three hour mess? uh yeah not great okay no yeah i do and there's a a, like a bunch of different things i think you could do real quickly i'll tell you uh you either just if you're going to copy titanic then copy titanic james cameron does not own the rights to that formula his movies are so just on the surface typical stories that it doesn't matter you can just do it again who cares Mm. everyone knows you're trying to copy titanic just do it Uh, Mm. instead they kind of fuck around with all these different characters uh, for no reason i think other than to be like well we're not copying them that much are you talking about when spud from train spotting comes in (laughs) Uh, and 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 the other 50 characters who show up cuba gooding (laughs) jr what the fuck was that but that, see, you do either... I remember that being, I, do you know, when I saw this as a kid, right, yeah. I, the thing that I remembered more than anything was Cuba Gooding Jr.'s story about not being allowed to be a soldier, but having to be a cook. It's a, it's, I thought it's it was a good a short more. film. It's a good I thought short it was film. a lot more in this. I thought there was a lot more of that. No. He's so deep into the film. Like, he is such a small piece of the fucking puzzle. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that I even remember him being in it. Because yeah. he was he was a nothing. And do you know what's fucked? He's based on a real person. <laughs> His character is real. Yeah, tell the story of that guy. Yeah, something. That. Tell Another I, good Pearl Harbor movie, just quickly I want to tell you, is uh, if you make it about the nurses. Her, her group of friends, those nurses... Nah, yeah. Um, I, think I don't think you, that would have been a good... I don't think that would have been a good Michael Bay movie. Oh, I'm not... Yeah, I'm talking completely... There is no way Michael Bay could make this movie. Actually, he I, could have made just the Cuba Gooding Jr. story. No, I, 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 have, a, I have a theory I'd like to run past you. Uh-huh. Um, cut Kate Beckinsale out completely and make it about the relationship between Josh Hartnett and Ben Affleck. Make them gay? No, not gay, but their, their friendship. Did you think that those scenes with them were quite homoerotic? 
No, I don't. I don't want it to be gay. That's right. not what I'm saying. You know, I think <laughs> I think you you could have an interesting story. Like the movie starts with them as kids. Right. The movie ends with them at war. Yeah. A, oh a good, yeah. A no, good, I see. I see what you mean. Yeah. And and you know and like Ben Affleck volunteers, but he doesn't tell josh hartner because he doesn't want him to get hurt and i think i think if like i'm i'm, I'm actually considering editing kate beck and sale out of this film completely isn't that fucked right like, yeah, i yeah, think yeah. i think if i cut her out and mm. i cut a bunch of shit that's unimportant i think this could be a two and a half star out of five a, yeah. a five star movie yeah that's that's crazy because i'd do the opposite i cut out ben affleck josh hartner Cuba Gooding Jr., all that shit. Yeah, but then, then you've got not on... enough movie. You don't I've have got a, enough. I've got a decent little 45-minute stinker. Yeah, but I want to make. I want I want it to be like a film. You know what I mean? Um, also, the the sad thing is, is I couldn't I couldn't tell. I, I kept getting two of the actresses mixed up. Yeah. Um, Kate Beckinsale and Jen- Jennifer Garner look too similar to me. So I, all of a sudden, <laughs> Kate Beckinsale's wearing glasses. And just not being the same character. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and, then, and then I realized Jennifer Garner's in it as well as yeah. a different nurse. Yeah. I felt so like fucking sexist for a little while. Because I'm well, like, I think... they look. can you agree they look similar? No, they do look quite similar. <laughs> like... No, the reason that I think the nurses were more interesting is because the only scene that made me feel anything mm. was when... Uh, Kate Beckinsale is forced to go outside and mark and start marking people's heads of people who can be saved. And she's having, like that. And she's having to like predetermine like, okay, who, and she's in a way sentencing people to death, but she has Mm. to do it. Um, I liked that scene. I genuinely felt something during that scene. And I was amazed. What about if we cut out the love story? Mm. And we have in the background kind of a romance between Josh Hartnett and her. Ah, uh, yeah. But not have it this love triangle thing. No, the love and triangle then, is so bad. The, it's disgusting. And then, so in the in the attack on Pearl Harbor, we can still have her as a character sentencing people to death and having that story. Yeah. And we know that that's this man's partner, yeah. but it's not this big epic soap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I like melodramas and that's what was annoying me is because... You know the radical shifts that you were talking about in The Rock? Yeah. I was feeling that in this far more. Right. You know, because oh, we're trying to yeah, watch this no, historical it's, it's, film. It's out of control. It's, it's out so of fucking control. Um, There's yeah, scenes that- like, what about when um, he's, uh, you know, uh, what's her ass is um, telling the story of when she met Ben Affleck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that shit was so goofy when he he pops the cork into his own face. Yeah, uh, that's nah. It's that's it, it's on the cutting room floor it's for me. Cartoonish. Hey Dane. Hey Dane. Do you want to come over and edit it with me? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Doesn't that sound fun? Don't you want to watch Pearl Harbor for like hours? <laughs> just cutting out, just cutting out scenes of Ben Affleck and Kate Beckinsale I really staring hope you into do each this. other's eyes. I really want to see your edit of Pearl. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I think all, it'll, I think... all so you can make a 5 out of 10 movie. Just so... <laughs> because think about it. All of his films, what are they? They're about bromances. Yeah. All of them. Apart... Let's, again, I'm ignoring the Transformers movies because they're this other thing. But all of his movies are fucking bromances. Bad Boys, The Rock, Armageddon. This is the outlier here. 
But inside it, you can tell that he wanted to make that. Sorry, this is heaps of bromance with Josh Hartnett and Ben Affleck. Exactly. No, no, no. But 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 it's not though because it's the love story. Yeah. Then Do you know what I'm saying? That had to be shoved in there. Yeah. But it had to be shoved in there. So if it's about them two together, uh, not love. You know, not 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 like gay or anything. Not that that's a bad thing. I'm fucking queer as shit. But like that as a story, I think is probably more would have been better for him to tell. Yeah. And I think and I think it would have been a better film, you know? I think that it should have been gayer. Uh, you get Oh fuck off. Make it broke back what mountain. The f- no, why? Because that's the vibe I got from the scenes with those two guys. Nah, nah, you're 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 taking this to another level here, you know. <laughs> I'm not pushing it that far. That's nah. where I think he wants to go. No, I don't think he's I don't think he's I don't think he's that way inclined. You um, think? No, and and I think and I think that that causes the same issue that the love story in general causes is that that's inappropriate for this kind of film. But you see, the you problem two, is if you have is two that... ace pilots that are friends yeah. that are about to die or mm. that could die, and they're they're trying to help each other. Mm-hmm. That's that's more of a marketable film to his audience than right. butt fucking Ben Affleck. No, I agree with you that. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough, Joe. You know? Uh, but, like, the, the problem there is that, you know, I agree that would make a more interesting film. But the studio wanted the, the, Titan- <clears throat> the Titanic love story. That's the reason they were it, making this you film. Can, you can have a love story without it being sexual. Yeah. I think you can have that. No, but we're talking th- from a from a big studio perspective. They think audiences are dumb. Like there are scenes in this movie, right? And I fucking bet you anything that they're in there so that you they could put them in the trailer and make people think of Titanic. There's one where Ben Affleck is picked up out of the ocean and he's picked up by a ship and he's floating on debris. Mm-hmm. And then there's another one that's showing a, a ship that has sunk. And yeah. I don't know when the fuck the, 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 this footage is supposed to be from, but the ship is, like, covered in all that, uh, like, underwater shit, like seaweed and whatever. Yeah. And it looks uh, very similar to the underwater shots of the Titanic. And I just think that that's how stupid they think audiences are. They want to put that iconic imagery in their film to trigger people into going to see it because it's reminding them of titanic want to see titanic again remember how much you liked it this is just like titanic except better because it's got planes and guns in it and it's about war and it's a love triangle instead of just a love story yeah you're you're right but i don't know i think i think when you break oh fuck i don't know you could make a great little movie about pearl harbor here's 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 an absolute winner which is and it's obvious you Take the real life stories and you just tell uh, a film about all these different characters, which is maybe something they were kind of going for. But take like Cuba Gooding Jr.'s story, which I I did quite enjoy. Make Pearl Harbor in the style of Magnolia. Yeah, where it's just like different (laughs) people's stories and how they are all affected by this event. Sure, That, that, that sounds more interesting and more effective. Um, the thing is, like, I, I was going to say, like, oh, the bromance thing would be effective and, and would work, 
because people like things that are slightly different and everything. But I, I, I guess that's a fucking lie. Like, look at what movies usually win the Oscars. Mm. Like, the wrong movies always win. Mm. You know, it's it's kind of fucking disgusting. Um, I, I have to just quickly, just because uh, where we live in Australia at the moment, everything's fucking on fire right now. I'd just like to mention that there was one quote from um, Ben Affleck, oh, not Ben Affleck, Alec Baldwin that I kind of liked. I do remember that there's nothing stronger than the heart of a volunteer. Mm. Um, whoever wrote that line, I'm going to give him a bit of credit because uh, I kind of, I do agree with that. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. That's just me. I guess. There's nothing stronger than the heart of a volunteer. I'd say there's nothing dumber than the brain of a volunteer. Oh, that's oh, you're such a pessimist, Dane. <laughs> here's me, here's me trying to be like, you know what? All these people that are trying to save our fucking country from fires. Well, I'm sorry, but and ben then Affleck's you're just like, character. you're a moron. Ben Affleck's character is really stupid, mm, like mm. really do think, dumb. Do you think volunteers uh, stopped your house from burning down, Dane? No, I did. No, <laughs> I was out there with the hose, literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it was me. <laughs> oh, sorry, fuck. Um, yeah, I, I will, I will edit this movie. Um, and I will, I'll try not to Kate, Kate, uh, cut Kate Beckinsale out completely. Mm. Um, what's something about it you liked? Well, I, I said like I liked that. So- I said I liked that scene where she's got to mock people. Okay. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I. The only other thing I liked is um, the comedy elements of it, not the jokes that he thought were funny, but I was laughing my ass off as Pearl Harbor was being attacked because it was just like shitty CGI planes and it turns into an action movie. <laughs> turns into a Michael Bay action movie. Yep, yeah, but, but isn't that the climax? Shouldn't that have been the climax of the film? Yeah, and then it just stops. And then like, okay, Pearl Harbor's done and there's an hour to go. In my in my brain, right, so I'm watching this fucking film and 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 the play, and they get attacked, right? And in my brain, I remember that one of them dies. I remember that. And mm-hmm. that one of them lives with the child of the other one. I remember that from seeing this in probably two thousand one, two thousand and two. I thought that happened at Pearl Harbor. Right. Yeah. I thought they shoot. flew up into the air. I thought that they were fighting the fucking um, Japanese, I thought that they shot them down, they shot a bunch of them down, and then one of them gets shot down and dies. Yeah. That's what I thought happened in the movie. Mm. And then when they land and it's all, and they're just chill bangalangin and just having a laugh, I'm like, what? Mm. What else is there to go? Oh, yeah. we're going into another thing. We're going into the fucking Doolittle raid now. Like, just. If the movie is just like, like, I don't, I think that the writer who isn't a bad writer, I think he just sort of slapped this together and just Mm. knew he had to make it like Titanic but couldn't copy Titanic exactly, so came up with this convoluted love triangle thing and just had to keep finding ways to fill in time. Like, he knew, okay, this has to be three hours long, so what am I going to do? So he just, like, there's parts of the film that are from the Japanese perspective, which is kind of ballsy, and I would give credit to it if I didn't think that the only reason they did it was to find more characters to fill in time. They don't need to fill in time. This film doesn't need any more time it to does, be filled in. It does, because Titanic was three hours. Oh, it has to be you. three Fuck hours, you, Joe. Dane. Fuck you, Dane. It has to be three hours why, and it has to have a love story. 
Why are you fucking correct? It's what the studios would definitely be saying. Can you take me to pessimist school? Because <laughs> I think I need some fucking lessons because I'm, I'm giving too many benefit of the doubts here. Anyway, I don't really know. Apart from, oh, oh I freaked you out with uh, pointing out some green screen stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I believed that even during the scene until I saw an extended shot of the green visor and I was like, oh, got me. You, you'd, you'd, I, I have a theory. Mm. I have a theory. My theory is, is that those were that those were unkeyable bits. So what they did was they grabbed a random piece of glass and tinted it green in the film. Yeah, because suddenly... In post-production. Yeah, cause because suddenly because there's a plane with they a bit do of green cut. on it. You do realize that they show that 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 earlier, and there's it's not green. You do realize that, don't oh, you? Oh, they're in so many planes, like when they're flying and around. And then this one has a green bit, and then but, suddenly there's a green bit. On no, it. but it's only after you know. I I sent uh, I I sent you a screenshot with the green there, mm. and that was the first time it appears, right? Mm -hmm. And there are sh and me and Kate went back and watched through. There are shots of that windshield, and you never see the green until that point. Mm-hmm. So I think that they fucking and and it's at a different angle too. I think they um, I think they digitally made one of the windows green because they couldn't key it. And later on, if you look closely, there's actually green screen spill on the actors' faces. Yeah, that's what stuff that I noticed, and I was like, yeah. no way, no way that they missed that. Yeah, yeah, and then they go in and they're like, oh, how do we justify that? Oh, let's put in the little green. Thing. And then I googled it, and there's there's no history of there ever being green windows for any valid reason ever. I thought it might have cut UV rays so they can see what's above them. No, nothing. Anyway, I reckon, I reckon you're right. I think I think they fucked up, and then they tried to do a patch job. Uh, anyway, what would you uh, what would you give uh, these two films out of out of farts? Um, The Rock. I'm giving four farts. And Pearl Harbor gets one. One fart? Yeah, it's honestly really, really bad and not worth yeah. watching even for the little bit of comedy that comes with it. Yeah, fair. I um, So I watched The Rock last year and I gave it three out of ten. Mm. Um, after watching it the second time, I enjoyed it thoroughly more. And as a result, I've given it six out of ten farts. Um, Pearl Harbor, yeah, one fart. It was a, it was a, it was a stinker. It sucked. Yeah. The only thing good about Pearl Harbor is it, it's fun to talk about. Like there's so many things we didn't mention, like mm. Dan Aykroyd being the guy who's suspects Pearl Harbor before anyone else. Yeah. The, a bit of casual racism in there as well. Um, yeah, there's a lot we could have unpacked, but I don't really think I have, I, I cannot justify more than half an hour talking about this film. I'm sorry, Dane. Oh, but you can justify re-editing the film. Yeah, yeah, I can because it won't. I can, I can speed edit. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. I want to prove a point. Um, so I think it's my turn to pick this time. Um, would you? Okay, I want to do something a little different here, and and I want you to say if you are okay or not okay with it. Would you be interested in watching all three of the Hellboy movies? Uh, yeah, I can. I've do never that. seen Hellboy before. Oh, really? I've never seen the old ones or the new one. And, Ooh, I haven't and seen the a, new one. I want to watch all three because I hear okay. the second one is also very good. Yes. Um, and I've also heard that the new one is like the biggest sin of last year. Yeah. So, or maybe next to Cats. Maybe Cats is worse. But 
If you're okay with changing it up a little bit, or do you want to watch all three of the Hellboy movies? Yes, I am keen to watch all three of them. Awesome. Because those Thank first you. two are really good, and uh, I haven't seen the new one, but I'm keen to check it out. Well, I haven't seen any of them, and every time I mention that I haven't, people look at me funny. So, uh, yeah, it's just like, I you think... got to check those movies out. They're fun as. Yeah, uh, and, and I'm sure they are. Watch the trailers for them. They looked like a hoot. So, um, not, the, not, the, not the new one. The new one looked like fucking like garbage. Gilmero anyway... del Gilmero? Is that his name? Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. He's good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this has been Movie Butts. Um, see you later. Bye.